If you like tropical island holidays, an endless supply of cocaine, and old movies from the 1940s, then have we got the artist for you. Who is it? Find out next on One Dollar Vinyl. Welcome to One Dollar Vinyl, the podcast where two millennial cheapskates discover the forgotten music of the past. My name is Tess and joining me once again is my co-host Kat. Welcome back, Kat. Hello. Thank you. I'm so pleased we are back. Yay. It's been some time, but we are back at our record players and we are ready to review. If you um, are a returned listener, welcome back. We are so pleased to have you back and thank you for your patience with us. We took a little bit longer than we thought we would. Um, it's been approximately, um, I think, one million years since we recorded our last episode. <laughs> it's been a um, millennium. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> thank you for your messages and comments over the break too. That was beautiful. Um, it, that has meant the world to us. Yeah, definitely. If you're joining us for the first time, here is our deal. We are Tess and Kat and we are building our vinyl collections. We have absolutely no pedigree as music critics, but what we do have is an adventurous spirit. Um, and it should be known that we're also massive cheapskates and we are not prepared to pay the exorbitant prices that classic vinyl can fetch. Uh, so we find the stuff that's been overlooked, the daggy stuff, the dodgy stuff and the dusty stuff. And we take some time to dive into the record's history, we listen to it, we review it, and then we decide whether it's going to earn a place in our record collections or whether it will be condemned back to the cheap bin for someone else to find and enjoy. Um, so should we get straight back into it, Kat? I think so. Let's go. I'm pretty excited about this record. What have you got for us today? Okay, this week we are reviewing Just Another Day in Paradise by Bertie Higgins. Bertie Higgins. Yeah. Have you ever heard of him before, Tess? I hadn't. And I, yeah. I was sort of surprised um, when I heard the name alone. Um, I thought it sounded a bit like a 19th century chimney sweep from <laughs> South London or something. You know, I'm Bertie Higgins here at your service. It didn't sound like a Floridian um, beach tropical Yeah, that's true. Guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. His name does not match his, his persona. Where'd this record come from, Kat? I uh, got it from the Vinnies in Newtown. Very good. And how much did you pay for it? It was four dollars. Four dollars. Although, although, um, <laughs> it has two stickers, two price stickers, and I peeled up the four dollar sticker to see what it was priced originally. Oh, okay. Fifteen. They thought Holy they were going to sell this moly. such and such a record. I won't. I won't be negative about it, but like. <laughs> <laughs> they thought they were going to sell for $15. Um, how much is it worth if you look it up on the internet? Uh, round about $4 on Discogs. Can we listen to this record online? Yep. YouTube, Spotify, just Google it. It's around. Sick. <laughs> okay. Sick. Um, <laughs> what do we think of the cover? What are our first impressions of the cover? Well, imagine a younger, slimmer version of Maximilian Arturo. This, I Who's feel, that? is too much of a niche reference. That's the professor from Sliders. Did you did you watch the TV show <laughs> yeah, Now I know exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you're not wrong. Yeah, it looks exactly <laughs> like that. Um, we'll put a, a picture of uh, Maximilian next to Bertie in the show notes. Um, so keep a lookout for that. So he's staring right down the barrel. His eyes sparkling, inviting you to come hither. And when I say sparkling eyes, I mean it 100% literally. There has been like a little sparkle, 
like added in post. Oh, truly? <laughs> yeah. So I couldn't see that. There's on, like uh, a little sparkle effect. Yeah, little sparkle effect in each eye, plus in his little pirate earring. So that's oh, beautiful. Certainly a choice. Um, ding ding. <laughs> yeah, and so that's the photo in the middle, and then the background slash border is it's like a a painting of an old map. And I say old, yeah. but it's it's in the same way that children make like a piece of paper look old by tearing the edges and um like dipping it in tea getting a bit of tea bag on yeah. it yeah for a school project exactly to me i thought it looked um very much like the menu in a hawaiian themed restaurant um <laughs> that's true yes because <laughs> it has not only the map but it's got like the the palm trees and the the foliage and the parrot uh down the side yeah. as well and the title like the um the font or the typeface or whatever you want to call it, the, yeah. the graphic design on the title. Um, I was trying to place my finger on what it uh, reminded me of mm-hmm. specifically and I finally figured out it was the DuckTales logo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh, it absolutely is. I described it as piratey, but I think that your, yeah, yeah. your description is even better. <laughs> yeah, well, I also thought the rest of the cover, um, incidentally, was very Tailspin, if you remember that one as well. Oh, we are getting like so deep into the '90s niche <laughs> references. Like, could you ever tell that we're know. millennials? <laughs> On the back, the same map is in the the background, um, but you can see a little bit more of it because there's not a huge image of him uh, in straight in the middle. It's a smaller image. He is mm. uh, wearing a white blazer and a neckerchief, mm. and I'm pretty sure no shirt. Yeah, and he's got a Panama hat next to him. He does have a Panama hat next to him, just like waiting mm. for whenever he goes outside, white matching his uh, his blazer. And he's having a puff of like a long cigarette, like, you know, like a Corella DeVille cigarette. Um, <laughs> so it's very um, Florida, yep. Cuba, yep. Um, Bahamas, mm-hmm. that kind of um, places that have been colonized in the tropics. Yeah, totally. And it's yeah. and it's a theme. Like it's it's not just visually the theme. It is you will hear scattered throughout this this record. Um, yes. The thing that's taking up the most room on the back cover, though, is um, like what appears to be a handwritten note. Um, oh, yeah. And again, it's like on paper that appears to be aged by a seven-year-old mm. for their school project. <laughs> um, he just like he names and thanks like a hundred people. Like, he's just like, to, to Gladys and Mark and Billy and Tom. And he just like, he just says, like, thank you to the person and then writes a little personal joke. Like, my, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So my favourite is, um, to Doc Field and Mark Pucci for making me believable to the press. Or Ooh, What did they do I don't to make know. him believable to I the don't press? Know. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> or um, to Gloria for Sweet Harmony. And having the courage to come out of the toilet. Uh, okay. I do kind of want to know the story behind that. But that that is what that very long <laughs> letter... Hey, we've all needed some courage to come out of the toilet before, <laughs> haven't we? <laughs> yeah. What do you think of, um, like, other than looking like the guy from Sliders? Mm-hmm. So he's... There's, like you said, he had come hither eyes and he's shirtless on the front oh, cover. Oh, yeah. Like... Do you pin him as a good-looking guy? Because I couldn't get past um, the idea that he looks like every man in my family. He looks very much like we could be related. So I just couldn't. I can't. I just. I kind of want it. 
in a way that I just want to make it stop. He's, I just want him to put a shirt on, please. I, I think he's like, um, th- this photo in particular, like, I'll talk only about that. Like, he's generically 70s good looking. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's well, got, he's got lovely hair. Yeah. It's sort of a feathered, he's got sort of a fringe and it's big feathered hair. Mm, and like the, the full beard that's been nicely maintained. Mm-hmm. And um, it's it's I just feel like it's a like it's a confidence move to not have a shirt on your record cover. Oh, absolutely. To be fair, it's not like a full body shot on the um, no, just shoulders, just shoulders. shoulders. He could be wearing a boob tube. I think he might be wearing (laughs) a boob tube. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we've had a look at the cover. Why don't we take a little break right now and then when we come back we'll talk a little bit more about who Bertie Higgins is and then we'll have a listen to his record which is called Just Another, another Day in Paradise. Just, just Another, another day, day in Paradise. Just another one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Just another one. That's what it's like. <laughs> Oscar. Oscar. Yeah. Guys, get it together. We're about to perform in front of 16 million people. <sighs> Terrific. And I have a faded mouse and a bunny who thinks she's a diva. <laughs> Say what? I mean, she's quite good, but like, she's really relying on you looking at the puppet's face. Yeah, that's right. Not hers. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to One Dollar Vinyl. You just heard a clip um, of a child ventriloquist called Darcy Lynn in America's Got Talent. Kat, why did we listen to that? Because Bertie Higgins began his career in show business at the age of 12 as a ventriloquist. And of course he did. Yeah. Like, I don't think... And who doesn't want to watch a child ventriloquist? Uh, I know this is not a visual medium, but my hand is up. <laughs> I don't want to watch a child ventriloquist. Bertie Higgins' is uh, Wikipedia... Um, you know, article has truly the wildest opening line of any that I've read. It says, um, Higgins was born in Tarpon Springs, Florida in the United States. He is of Portuguese, Irish and German descent. Okay. Um, and he once supported himself as a sponge diver and began his career in show business at the age of 12 as a ventriloquist. (laughs) I wonder what a sponge diver is. Like, is that like somehow a euphemism? Um, <laughs> for, for, uh, for what? <laughs> I think it just means diving for sponges. sponges okay, like, sponge, like sponges used to come from the ocean. That's true. That's true. Right? Before we had chucks. <laughs> um, yeah. So this guy, uh, Bertie, he started his career in the early 60s as uh, the drummer for Tommy Rose backup band. The Romans. This is after he packed in the ventriloquism. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's yeah, not his, a great amount of money dream. in that. <laughs> um, so I've never heard of the Romans, but apparently they played with the Rolling Stones, the Beach Boys, Tom Jones, Roy Orbison, Manfred Mann. Like, that's a pretty yes. legit band. And he um, toured, uh, at least I know, to the UK with them. Yeah. And, and that success he, you know, oversees seems to have continued uh, in his solo career because apparently he's quite popular in Japan and China to this day. Like he's still yeah, touring. He's still working. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He's still working both as a as a musician and also a screenwriter or slash actor slash like movie person. Yeah, he seems to have sort of gone back and forth between music and film 
yeah. um, his whole career. He was a protege under um, a guy named Richard Boone, who was an actor and director. He was most famous for a TV show um, that ran from 1957 to 1963 called Have Gun, Will Travel. Okay. Uh, um, and he also apparently was a protege under Burt Reynolds. Yeah, that's a, that was a name that stuck out to me. It was a, a bit surprising. Yeah, and he's made – we'll get to his films later on because that deserves its own episode. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, he, he yeah, stuck with the music, didn't yep. he? Yeah, yeah. He's actually in the Florida Artist Hall of Fame. Uh, and yes. and he's a knight. Like, he was given the title Knight Commander. He's now Sir Bertie Higgins. I have no other information. Who was he knighted I by? I don't know. I just... Not the not the Queen like, of England. Is there the another way to do it? British Queen. I have no idea. Um, I don't know. You can have knights of other countries, I know. I yeah. don't think, like, America knights people. <laughs> there was, like, a definite lack of information. Like, I do wonder whether Bertie's just, like, hoping to turn a rumour into truth. Yeah, just quietly. There's a lot of stuff that's written on his website that um, I wasn't able to verify. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Lots, lots of stuff that... <laughs> we'll take his word for it. <laughs> yeah. That we are just being very um, If you're a fan of Bertie Higgins, if you know him already, then you might be known as a bonehead cat. Apparently his fans are called boneheads. Again, don't know why. What? Like, there's nothing, there's nothing about... Like, can you think of a way that that would possibly make sense? So what I do know is that the person that I think, you know, if you were going to compare him to another artist immediately would be Jimmy Buffett. Yep. He's another trop rock guy mm -hmm. who sings about, um, you know, lying on beaches and drinking drinks. And um, his fans are known as parrot heads. Again, don't know why. They just are. Well, parrots so are in maybe... tropical regions. Well, yeah. I guess. Yeah. 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 Um, maybe that's just like a, a kind of a build on that bone? i'm being generous as a guess bone <laughs> it's almost an insult isn't it <laughs> oh, 100% but none is of his like he, none of his hits have anything to do with bones or nah. i don't know uh well let's see if by the end of this uh <laughs> this uh listening to this record if either of us become boneheads um in recent years kat you might have um heard bertie higgins on the soundtrack to films like barb and star go to vista del mar um, and he was also um, had a cameo in the opening of the film The Beach Bum, the Matthew McConaughey film from 2019, oh. which I watched last night. And let and? me tell you, if you want to watch this film to see Bertie Higgins, he appears in the first few minutes. And you can just switch it off after that. <laughs> that's, 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 that's the best part of the movie. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, didn't enjoy it very much. It's that uh, I have a lot of thoughts. I, it's weird. I I think I hated it, but I think it'll stay with me for a long time as well. Oh, okay. It's uh, it, yeah. it was scarring. Perhaps we should get into his records. Yeah. So we're actually going to just uh, breeze right past uh, the the titular song, um, which is the first one, "Just Another Day in Paradise," just cause okay. it's not something I want to listen to again uh, but we'll go straight to <laughs> track number two uh, which is Casablanca Alright, this is track two, Casablanca I fell in love with you watching Casablanca Back row of the driving show in the flickering So two things straight off the bat, quite a moody beginning don't you think 
the yeah, instrumentation. Especially of. for what I take to be a, like not a tragic song. Do you reckon it's not tragic? I don't know. Maybe I didn't pay enough attention, but yeah. I thought it was just like a kind of a happy reminiscing song. Oh, it's reminiscing. Like the because, lyrics? Yeah. So he's like telling the story of like falling in love, you know, watching Casablanca, as we know he, he loves his his films and has tried to yeah. turn it into his own, um, you know, side gig. Um, <laughs> and then talks a little bit about like having fun together. Like watching watching the movies in his old Chevrolet. Yeah, they're at their drive-in. Yeah, yeah, but but it ends with them having what cat. sounds like Cat a lovely date. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah. It's like a hot summer night. They're making love in his old. Okay, first of all, you don't make love at the drive-in, Bertie. <laughs> if you're having sex at the drive-in, you're fucking. You're not making love. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <But laughs> oh, he's such a sweetheart, Bertie. He, he's calling it. You know, the... he's a true romantic. I think <laughs> yeah. absolutely. That's right. <laughs> oh, I just want to listen to this lyric. Oh no, damn! It's so instrumental. Because the Spanish guitar yeah. bridge. But, you, but you're right, it does sound kind of moody. To me, like, there's the minor key and there's kind of a sad piano, saxophone. Yeah. There's something about it that reminds me of, um, like, being a kid and watching stuff that was too grown up for you. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of theme songs from shows that I used to, you know, sneak a glimpse of when I was little, like Dr. Queen. Hang on, hang on. Bill. I'm going to interrupt you. Listen to this. Okay, go. So that was, I guess there are many broken hearts in Casablanca. You know, I've never really been there, so I don't know. <laughs> I think, like, he's not trying to... cop out. That sounds very much like our brand of, um, you know, <laughs> looking into things. <laughs> what do you think about this? Oh, no idea. Okay. <laughs> like, I assume it's something, but, like, that's that assumption is based on very little. I don't actually know. This is in pre-Google been... days, so, you know... He has no way of verifying these but things. Like, to add that to a song, like, is one of the most unintentionally funny things I've ever heard. Like, it's just, <laughs> like, he calls the like song. Like a stream of consciousness. <laughs> yeah. Well, shit, are there? Like, I've never been. <laughs> I, Honesty. I assume. Honesty is what I need in this. And so he's like, what? If your population is approximately 25,000 people, there's got to like, be a few couples there. Yeah. And some of them must break up. So, yeah, yeah like, let's say there's some broken hearts in Casablanca. <laughs> I also like the lyric, a kiss is not a kiss without your sigh. Um, and I hope that that's like a sexy sigh yeah. of, um, you know, falling in love and not like a depressed sigh of resignation. But like, maybe, oh maybe that's why they broke up. <laughs> but imagine if like all these years of being in a relationship, they've like had a kiss and she's just gone. <sighs> but he's... Every time beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> and after. And sometimes during. And he's been And now like... that's his kink. Yeah. <laughs> this is, um, so this song is massive across Asia and especially in China. Uh, this song made Bertie a famous person. Like a household name? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, in China. <laughs> Apparently, according to him in an interview I saw, um, again, I was unable to verify this, but he reckons it's up there with like maybe like the top three karaoke songs in China. And I did see Whoa. a lot of YouTube covers. Were and, they singing in English? In English, yeah. yeah. Okay. 
And very sweetly, um, Bertie replies to all of them and says, what a lovely cover. Thank you for doing this. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> On Off his YouTube account. That is amazing. And is... So he's very engaged with his fans. Let's call them boneheads. Let's. <laughs> you know, that is the correct term. So we like to boneheads be Boneheads across the world. <laughs> um, I feel like I saw, like... Some in some of his like social media things that this record cover was his profile picture. Does that happen on it his is, YouTube yeah. comments? Yeah, it is. How yeah. wonderful! Yeah, this is his. Yeah, I mean this not Casablanca, but um, this the next record. song that we're going to listen to yeah. was his big hit yeah. from this record. And then after that, you know, I think he's he's had a you know a reasonably steady career, but nothing like this record. This is the big one. Should we just dive into this huge hit called Key Largo? I think we have to. And I can't wait. I love that little intro with the keyboard. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, quite delicate. Yeah. 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 It's like, I feel like it's the audio equivalent of um, a silly little umbrella in a cocktail. (laughs) With a girly straw. <laughs> in a nutshell, what's this song about, Tess? Right, so this is, um, it's a love song of a, a past romance that's over. Um, he, the sort of famous lyric that you'll hear is, we had it all just like Bogey and Bacall, referencing, of course, Humphrey Bogart, Moore and Bacall. Something I actually thought was quite funny is that I had, I have never seen Key Largo, but I looked up the, the Wikipedia, and that movie is about people being on the island um, and being stuck there during a hurricane. So he's he's like being all like <laughs> romantic, rem- yeah. <laughs> just like how great is is going to the island Key Largo? Oh yes, let's sail there, and then just like the movie, be stuck there. <laughs> Um, yeah, like if you can't engineer rom- romance any other way, um, a bit of Stockholm Syndrome is yeah, absolutely, <laughs> the yeah. way to go. That's exactly right. Trap your lover. <laughs> um, so this song was like really big around the world. Like it hit number eight in the US, uh, number two yeah. in Australia. And yeah, it's it's definitely his, his biggest hit. And the song talks about... Uh, a love, a lost love. Mm-hmm. Um, interestingly, he actually wrote it for a lost love. Yeah, yeah, true story. It's not a, it's not a character here. It's, it's really it for a someone. True, true yep. story. And he ended up getting back together with I that lost know. love, and they got engaged and got married and had kids. Yes, like, can you believe it? What a beautiful true life love story. He wrote this song to win back this lady. And it worked. Well, actually, can we can we just talk about... So you can hear him saying, he's looking at you, kid, which is like a very famous line from... Is it from Key Largo, the name of this song? No, it's Casablanca, the name no. of the other song. <laughs> it's from Casablanca, <laughs> a film which famously stars not Bogey and Bacall, as the chorus uh-huh. <laughs> uh, talks about, but um, Humphrey Bogart and Ingrid Bergman. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Apparently his producer, um, Sonny Limbo, uh, suggested that he add that line he's looking at you kid yeah. um, and there's also a line play it again which is sort of referencing play it again Sam both from Casablanca yeah um, like he has not he has... bogey and Bacall film and I think again pre-Google days they just went yeah it sounds <laughs> yeah. right yeah <laughs> <laughs> and I guess by the time someone fact checked that yeah uh, it was too it was late. late it was too too big of a hit yes the chorus does say we had it all just like Bogey and Bacall, of course, talking about Humphrey Bogart, Lauren Bacall. Um, 
a you know famously romantic Hollywood mm-hmm. couple um, who were twenty five years apart. Yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. There was a big age gap between those those two. And I have gone back and forth in my mind about this, but um, did you watch the film clip for this song? I sure did. Yeah, yeah. So I found this film clip like so funny, unintentionally again. Yeah. Uh, so the actress who was in it is like you know just like a young model, and yes, I can't tell if she was given the direction of look awkward because the song is about a relationship ending or if she was genuinely creeped out because she was 17 and he was 38. So it was either like a bit or or it was genius because Bogey and Bacall had a large age gap and it's... I think that that's why they've done it. So um, her name was Patty Wolf. And um, she was, yeah, 17 years old. They did a casting at her high school and it was the high school that um, Bertie Higgins had previously gone to. He was an alumni of that of Tarpon Springs Senior High, Florida. So that's why they went there. Um, She was the yearbook editor and by her own description, this is all off her website, Mm -hmm. um, she was terribly camera shy wasn't really interested in this sort of stuff but she gets called out of class one day Um, and I'm just going to read you her story from her website when I got to the hallway the principal was standing with two men one was staring at my face with his index finger beside his mouth the way people do when they are thinking (laughs) they said that they were casting for a video and they started touching my face and then my hair the director called the next morning my mother spoke to them. By the time she told me that they were they were already knocking on my front door. They offered me $100 and they said that the video would be used to promote the song in Japan. I like the director a lot. We hit it off immediately. He told me about his visions for the video and before long I was hooked by the process. After packing my pile of clothes up, we set off for the grocery store. Ted, the director, purchased Vaseline so that my hair would look wet all day long. He explained what he wanted from me, which was mostly sadness. (laughs) The story of the song was (laughs) that the relationship had failed and the singer was trying to convince his partner to try again. We were to have a few happy flashbacks and hopeful endings, but principally I was to look discouraged and done. Well, she nailed it. She she absolutely yeah. nailed that. Yeah, she is yeah. a, a gorgeous young yeah. lady. Um, I would call her like a Brooke Shields type. Mm-hmm. Yep, I'd agree with that. Um, but yeah, pretty foul age gap. Yeah. And, and I think... That shit would never happen in 2020. <sighs> we're seeing less of it now. Mm. And I think that's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> and just casting from high school. Oh, I mean, I understand quite. that you're trying to hark back to Bogey and Bacall, but like... Ugh. No, bad choice. <laughs> boo to the producers of this song or the music video. Yeah. Um, and boo to this aspect of Bertie Higgins. I'm not into it. Agreed. We are in agreement. Thank mm. goodness. But yeah, this is this is the song that's in the start of The Beach Bum. And oh, okay. I He plays a much, like an acoustic, much more pared back kind of relaxed version. It's just him on, on stage with a, an acoustic guitar. It's funny, when I saw that version of it, I, I started appreciating it a lot better. It's only ah, a few seconds of it. Yeah, but it just kind of, that kind of like made sense to me when I saw that version. Yeah. 
you know, the original is still pretty great and that music video is worth a watch um, despite the the disgusting age (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) between an old Bertie Higgins (laughs) and a very um, young child. Um, It's uh, pretty amazing. He's like at the start just like leaning back in this white suit with an open (laughs) neck shirt, just um, (laughs) punching a dart in front of the water. (laughs) And uh, my favourite bit too is that um, the song has the lyric sailing away to Key Largo uh-huh. and um, cut to, in the music video, him and the girl hooning along on a, a, speedboat. On a um, yeah, speedboat, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> an outboard motor. <laughs> he talks about when he, um, Higgins, in an interview, he talks about when he wrote this song, he brought it to the music publisher Bill Lowry, who was famous for having a great ear for hits. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was, amongst many other hits, responsible for um, publishing the song Bebopalula by Gene Vincent and his Blue Caps. He sat on the end of uh, Bill Lowry's desk and played it on the acoustic guitar. And legend has it, Bill got up out of his chair and started dancing in the office. <laughs> and he said, that's when I knew I had a hit. And he's a, he's a big guy. He kind of looks like Colonel Sanders. He's got a white suit and white hair. <laughs> That I don't um, believe that for a second. It's not really a dancey song. Like, was he swaying <laughs> from side to side? <laughs> He's just got his lighter out, like, over the head, you know. How much coke was he doing? <laughs> it was the 80s, baby. Yeah. Everyone was doing coke. Um, another interesting factoid is when Lauren Bacall died in 2014, Downloads um, for this song, Key Largo, went up by 625%, according to billboard.com. Yeah, so like from, I'm guessing, one per year to 625 per year. You got that's that. That's a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. No, it was about 3,000. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, okay. Friday. So, yeah. But it's weird. Like, people think about Lauren Bacall dying and they go, what was that Bertie Higgins song? Mm. <laughs> I remember from the 80s. Um, so, yeah, got that. Sweet Lauren Bacall death bump. <laughs> and that's part of why we all enjoy it today. <laughs> oh, certainly that's why I enjoy it. Let's move on to the next one. So let's listen to uh, track number five, Porter Call. It's like a strong and relentless groove. It's like a runaway train. <laughs> but so this is this is a very story-driven song. In verse one, he explains that his dad was a sailor, or here's my theory, maybe a pirate. Um, and his Ooh. yeah. Well, his his um, backing band now that he tours with is called the Band of Pirates, and they dress up like pirates. That's true. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's pretty into the pirate thing. Yeah. His dad always told him that his mother died giving birth to him in Savannah in 1955. Um, okay. And then, as an adult, the narrator is a sailor, or maybe pirate, and is living his own best life. Um, the quote is, I've slept with the best and I've been drunk with the rest, fishing and fighting and raising hell. <laughs> uh, I, sorry, but I don't believe for a second that Bertie Higgins has ever raised hell. <laughs> I don't know why. I just don't buy it. I think you might have like 
raise some heck <laughs> potentially. But um. And then, and then the um, the chorus is just like a fun look into how he sleeps with prostitutes a lot. Uh, one of the many songs out there that uh, highlights the oldest profession. Oh, there's so many good songs about prostitutes, aren't there? Roxanne. Yeah, uh, House of the Rising yep, Sun. Yeah, Lady Marmalade. Ooh, that's a good yeah. one. That's in New Orleans too. Oh, I didn't know that. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> then in so <laughs> strutting their stuff down in old New Orleans. Wait, listen, listen. Wait a fucking minute, Cass. <laughs> That's the. <laughs> Did Billy yeah. Higgins fuck his so mother? Okay, so so he's like, <laughs> this driving beat comes to an end for him to whisper into the um the mic that he realizes just as he's about to bed an older prostitute that he found on the street after a storm that she has a locket with a picture of his dad and herself as a young woman. Uh, and, yeah, with the words, I love you, That's Savannah 55. Mm. And he, I think, I've read these lyrics over and over. He got this close to banging his mum. They didn't actually copulate. <laughs> I've listened to that song a few times. I actually kind of <laughs> like it. Like, it's a bit of fun. Like, it's just, like, the way that he tells the story. It's a bit of fun for an Edipal yeah. nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, Taylor's oldest time, just a bit of, like, accidental incest. <laughs> Nearly, nearly. It would have crossed the line if they actually did. He does pull his punches at the end, though. They don't actually, yeah, he cuts out before he actually says whether he goes through with it Oh, or my not. gosh. He sees the locket. Oh, yeah. that's true. <gasps> Imagine if he's just like, well, I'm here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I paid my money. <laughs> I've already paid. Yeah, so I'm going to get my money's worth. Gross. Yeah. Um, I didn't even consider that, he, that a, a final verse could have revealed that he just went, whoopsie-daisy. <laughs> oh, my. Well, yeah, there's that. <laughs> I do love a good story song, like, me that's too. about, you know, sort of the damned. Like, it reminded me of Hotel California. Yes, absolutely. So that was too. a fun one. Uh, yeah, a bit of a fun one. Let's let's listen to the final song. Okay. Um it's called Down at the Blue Moon. I've been working down south, the old Caribbean boy. I've been burning the Coast Guard at St. Pete to St. Croix. I think like he's put on a different voice for this. <laughs> I was going to say exactly the same thing. He's got his tough guy voice on for this one. <laughs> Even like a bit of an accent or something, Caribbean. Boy. Yeah, yeah. I think he's he's putting on a twang. Yeah, yeah. Um, again, like I don't really buy it. He kind of sounds like a bad undercover narc. <laughs> yeah, he can't. He can't really sell the tough guy. Like he's 
He just seems like a, a nice guy. But this is, um, again, like a, just a different, I don't know, is this Boogie Woogie or... I feel like this is like Chicago, not um, Florida. Oh yeah, but. true. Yeah, yeah. He's he's completely shifted, and yeah, shifted so far that he's out of the tropics. Oh, I love that bit where he doesn't swear, but he goes shoot because <laughs> <laughs> he's just too much of a nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> so what's this song about, Cat? Well, there's there's like it's completely literal. Um, uh, like in the chorus, it, literally the final uh, two lines are "Cocaine is my pleasure." Uh, it's about to drive me insane. It's just, this song is just literally about uh, going to a hotel and getting high on cocaine. Yeah, yeah. that's all he wants to do. Yeah. Go to the pub. Yeah. Get high. This is the second song on the album that is entirely about cocaine. I will say, the songs, particularly the songs about cocaine on this album, I, they don't make me, I've never wanted to do cocaine less. <laughs> <laughs> they don't romanticize it. Oh. It does, yeah. It doesn't sound real. It still sounds fake. Yeah. He's put on his leather jacket and he's like, yeah, that is true. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I see your point. Do, has he actually been into cocaine, or does he see other people doing cocaine and want them to think yeah. that he's cool, and then he knows what he's talking about? To me, I think he's writing in character for a lot yeah. of these songs. Yeah, yeah. True. I don't think we're supposed to believe that it's authentically him as a singer-songwriter like telling his truth. I feel like it's a bit more in the kind of folk singer tradition yeah. where he's writing from the perspective of someone else. Yeah, definitely. He's he's telling stories throughout the album, for sure. Having, having said that, Bertie Higgins has gone to jail. Oh, he true. He spent 80 days in jail in 1997 for a DUI. Yeah. I don't know what he was under the influence of. Maybe he'd been at the Blue Moon Hotel. <laughs> Um, can I just say the 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 final word, the final um, line of this song, uh, the final you know verse is yep, um, yep 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 I've got a pocket full of money and I've been pissing it away, baby. Are you my honey or or are you spying for the damned old DEA? <laughs> Man, if there's nothing I hate, if, if there's something I hate more than I love cocaine, it's people who are against cocaine. <laughs> Kat, did you know that Bertie Higgins um, lists himself on his in interviews as uh, the great grandson, several times removed, or relative of um, the Germany's foremost literary figure Johann Wolfgang von Goethe, the poet, playwright, novelist, scientist, basically Germany's Shakespeare? You ask me if I know. I probably knew about half the words in that sentence. <laughs> no, I didn't, I didn't know. I feel like when you when you examine Bertie's lyrics, the pedigree really you know shines through. Um, if you please indulge me for a minute, yes, while we compare and contrast a little. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is this is a Goethe um, poem translated to English, of course. It's called "The Lovely Night," and it goes like this: Now I leave this little hut where my beloved lies, walking now with veiled steps. Through the shadowy leaves, Luna shines through bush and oak. Zephyr proclaims her path, and the birch trees bowing low shed incense on her track. How beautiful the coolness of this lovely summer night. How the soul fills with happiness in this true place of quiet. I can scarcely grasp the bliss, yet heaven I would shun. 
a thousand nights like this if my darling granted one. So that wasn't Bertie Higgins. That was Goethe. Oh, sure. Um, yep. Got confused. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> now I'm going to read um, some of my favourite tra- uh, lines. lines and lyrics okay, from this you. album. It's great. Um, uh, starting with my, fam- uh, my favourite, which is from his song Candle Dancer. I remember well your flashing eyes, soft and green as key lime pie. Yeah. And we've also got um, from his song, She's Gone to Live on the Mountain, mm-hmm. which, uh, I mean, if you're a person who lives on the beach, um, as as Bertie Higgins does, someone on the mountain, that's just like the opposite of what you want. Yeah, yeah. He talks about so how he is, can't follow her because it's too cold. Yeah. yeah. It's too, too elevated. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he says, I need your blue eyes and curls that shine. Someday I'm going to make that climb. Sweet Ernest. Did you ever feel this hemming way? <laughs> oh boy, that is a man who knows how to like work a word or two. Like that he does. That is something. I mean, all jokes aside, he's he's I mean, those are some of the sillier lines, but uh. he is a very visual songwriter i find like he's following that rule of show don't tell he really paints a picture i feel like a lot of his songs are um they're kind of like you know how sometimes media for the blind you sort of audio describe something oh yeah i feel like he's audio describing scenes from a travel brochure that is so (laughs) you know what i mean like it's like walking along the beach and (laughs) sipping a drink and there's palm trees he's just looking around him (laughs) but it's all very it does it um creates a very um visual picture and i do feel situated in the places that he's describing when he sings and he's he's singing is you know crystal clear yes you sort of hundred percent you hear the lyrics he paints a story really well. Yeah, he, I would call him a storyteller, and I do think that there is something compelling about the way that he writes and performs his songs as well. So, like the way that he kind of like gets in close to the mic and starts whispering that he nearly banged his mum. Like that—that's a <laughs> yeah. like it's a good yeah. There's some flair theatrics in there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And like as as like as easy it is as it is to like make fun of that in 2021 like i actually like it like there's there's something good about it there's something fun about it and i appreciate it for sure yeah all right let's take a little break um and when we get back we'll wrap up and give our final conclusions on just another day in paradise by bertie higgins bertie higgins bertie higgins It's magic, laddie! Magic! Santa, I need your help. Christmas is about the, giving the to stock and making them happy. It's been cut together in an iMovie. Ah! What? Ay, 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 the green screen. It's so bad. Oh, man. Welcome back to One Dollar Vinyl. You just heard the trailer to a Bertie Higgins joint he wrote and directed this mm. film and it's called christmas in hollywood and cat my mother once told me if i couldn't say anything nice not to say anything at all <laughs> so, so let's move on i'm just gonna say i think Bertie higgins is a better musician than he is filmmaker yes okay i i think i'm gonna agree yet again with you tess 
It looks bad, dude. It's it's like um, I don't think you'll be seeing that in cinemas anytime soon. Particularly seeing as it was from several years ago. But... <laughs> <laughs> There's actually um, quite a few films that Bertie Higgins got involved in, mm. um, and you can see various clips and trailers on his website if you would like to. Dot dot dot. <laughs> <laughs> you if, may not <laughs> if you would like to let's talk about this album cat so i think that this is yacht rock or trop rock uh at its moderatest it is <laughs> just kind of solid like in terms of the musicality like we've already spoken about how how the the flair that he has and the dramatic way that he sings and the um the way that he he weaves a story like there is something really compelling about that, um, and yeah. yeah, like I think the first time I I listened to the album, um, I was just like, oh boy, this man is obsessed with like Humphrey Bogart and with Love Lost and with Island Living and with cocaine, and <laughs> he's got his themes down. <laughs> yeah, and at first I was like, oh, this is kind of lame that he's he's just like doing this repetition and like that's all he can think of. But the more I listened to it, the more I did see it as enjoyable and fun. He's just a dude writing songs about the things that he likes and who am I to judge what a person is into? What did you think, Tess? Yeah, fair enough. I think if nothing else, Bertie Higgins is a successful businessman. He's seized on this, you know, one hit, you know, it's tempting to call him a one hit wonder, but he's still working today. So yeah. um, he's, he's, this is in a way that I actually kind of find more inspiring than someone who's just rocketed to superstardom. Mm. Like he's just kept he's working, away. kept finding opportunities. Mm. Um, you know, he's made a career for himself in Asia and Good for him, yeah. you know. He's just made a career, like you say, doing fun stuff, singing stuff about stuff that he finds fun that he likes about. The record is um, cheesy, yeah, and at sometimes sleazy <laughs> sounding. Um, but something about the production that's a little bit overproduced, like all the strings and reverb, and it's like the it feels like the equivalent of putting Vaseline on the lens, or you know, or in just... a seventeen year old's hair, yeah. <laughs> Man, who doesn't love a tub of Vaseline in their hair? <laughs> At the start of this week, Kat, I was very ready to dismiss Bertie Higgins as like a low-rent kind of dorkier Jimmy Buffett. But damn, if these songs didn't stick with me. Yeah. I've been singing them all week. They're catchy as hell. Mm. Um, I think I would be interested to hear maybe like a rebirth with some uh, different instrumentation, maybe some of the sort of sticky pina colada 80s schmutz washed off um i'd like to you know hear them sounding a little bit more raw and interesting musically but um i totally get why people love this stuff um particularly if you're in a communal setting you're at a bar you've had a few drinks you got the sun in your eyes you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) a little bit sunburnt and you're a bit sun drunk (laughs) um maybe i'm just that desperate for a holiday um because Uh, we've been in lockdown for four months and i would like to be anywhere um outside of my house maybe that's it uh (laughs) with Bertie Higgins, at least for a few moments, I am in a hammock, I'm getting sunburned, I've got a silly fruity drink, and <laughs> most importantly, in my mind, the kids are in the kids' club at the resort. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm alone. laughs> so I'm happy to dream that dream for another day in paradise. So you've, you've got Higgins. your alcohol and coke at the bar. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, 
Thanks for listening. Oh, hang on, to... hang on. Tess, do you reckon? Oh. Do you want? Do you want, would you have oh, this yeah. record in your collection? Um, yeah, I think it's fun. Yeah, it's a bit of fun. Like, if only just to keep the the record on the wall, just as like a bit of <laughs> something to look at, which is really something. Yeah. Um, yeah. What do you reckon it's worth? Like, what uh, what should what if someone was into it, what should they pay for it? I think it's worth about five bucks because I think that um, there's some bangers and there's some filler. Mm-hmm. I think um, that Key Largo is a great song, Casablanca. Um, I actually like the first song that you skipped over, Just Another Day in Paradise. Oh, did you? Um, yeah, I did. <laughs> it was so cheesy. I love it. <laughs> oh, okay. um, but the rest of the stuff, like the stuff where he's playing a tough guy, I, I don't like it. Uh, okay. What would you pay for it? Yeah, I reckon, yeah, if yeah, I'm, I'm actually a bit torn about whether I am actually going to keep it. Um I need to maybe listen to it one more time to decide. Uh, but I reckon it's worth about, yeah, 4 or $5, something like that, if you were into it. Good. All right. Well, thanks for listening. We hope that you enjoyed listening to our evaluation of Bertie Higgins's Another Day in Paradise. Just Another Day in Paradise. I'll get it right one of these days. Um, <laughs> you can search uh, for $1 Vinyl on Facebook and Instagram and on Twitter. Um, maybe we're not very good at that stuff. We're going to get better at that. Um, and you can email us your thoughts at $1vinyl at gmail.com. You can also rate and review us on iTunes. Next time, we're going to listen to some Americana music uh, by way of the Netherlands with Dutch band Pussycat. But until then, as Bertie Higgins says... Belly up, boys. Let's make some noise. For tomorrow, we may die. Oh, shit. Tomorrow? <laughs> yeah. Well, we might. You don't know. It's true, we are in a pandemic. Belly up, All right. belly up, Let's test. Do some cocaine. Okay. <laughs> cocaine over Zoom. That sounds like fun. <laughs> okay, see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.